Likutei Sichais, Chelik Yutes, it's volume 19, the second Sicha for Parshas Nitzavim. This is a Rashi Sicha. Uh, I would say a pretty easy to understand Rashi Sicha. Very logical and understandable Rashi. And it concludes with a phenomenal message, a lesson for Jews that transcends time and space, as you will see. So in the beginning of the Parsha, it says that Moshe gathered all the Jews together, and it emphasizes to say, Atem nitzavim hayom kulchem. You all stand kulchem, all of you. Take note of that. And then he says to them, the purpose of this gathering is to enter once again in a covenant with Hashem. In verses 13 and 14, he says to them, quote, Lo itchem levadem, it's not with you alone, that I make this, I meaning Moshe on behalf of Hashem, make this covenant, rather, but it is with those that are, quote, present here today with us, and quote, those who are not present with us here today, all of us together are all entering into this covenant. So Rashi quotes the word, V'es asher einenu bo, and those that are not here today with us. And Rashi explains, what does that mean? Quote, that, and even with the future generations, or I'm sorry, even with the generations that will be in the future. That's more exact, literal translation of the words of Rashi. Meaning to say that Moshe made this covenant even with generations that are not there, but that will be there in the future. So of course the question is, like in every Rashi, what is really the point of Rashi? What is Rashi's objective here? What's Rashi trying to explain? You see, it seems obvious that when Moshe says those that are not here today, that he's talking about those that are not here today. Because remember, the verse already told us that every single Jew was present. Men, women, children, babies, everyone was there. So this cannot come as a reference, this cannot be referring to those that are happen to be non-present as Moshe is talking to them. Because all the millions of Jews that were alive at the time were present. So it's obvious, almost seems to be like self-understood and obvious from the verse itself, without the help of Rashi, that that's what it means. So why then would Rashi feel a need to explain it? So the truth is that there are some commentaries, you know, there are commentaries on Rashi. And they attempt to explain it this way. They say that Rashi is really, he's really trying to explain how this was possible. How is it possible to make a covenant, to impose an oath on those that are not present? If they're not there, for example, you and I that are now studying the Sikha, we weren't there physically, or at least it seems so. How, how can this apply to us? How can something which Moshe said back then apply to us? And therefore Rashi emphasizes, according to their explanation, that Moshe is talking to those generations that will come. And they have two ways of explaining it, how this is possible. Number one, you can just make the argument, which is also something that's used when it comes to, for example, Mount Sinai, that the souls of all future generations were present. That's the way some explain. Others explain, relying on a concept that we find in the Talmud, which says 
which literally is translated, a son is like the foot of the father, meaning every next generation is really a continuance. It's like just like a foot is part of you. It's a continuance of you. So too, every new generation is a continuance of the generation prior to them. Therefore, according to this way of thinking, what what the verse is telling us is that Moshe, by imposing and making with them a covenant, that already continues on and on and on to all future generations. However, the Rebbe does not accept these, these uh, explanations of these commentaries for the, for the following reasons. First of all, if that is what Rashi's objective is, again, namely, to explain how it's possible, then... You know, in all due respect, that is exactly what's missing from Rashi. Rashi doesn't say how, he just tells us what. He just tells us what the future generations, which like we asked, seems to be obvious and self-understood from the verse itself. So Rashi doesn't say that. If that's what Rashi's objective, Rashi should have spelled it out clearly. Moreover, says the Rebbe, why would there be a need to explain that? We many times find in the Torah, for example... Something I already mentioned, the giving of the Torah, the instruction of all the mitzvot, which Hashem spoke to the generation that spent the 40 years in the desert, and yet it applies to me and you equally as it applied to them, although we didn't hear it from Hashem. And all the other various covenants that were taken, that were made, again, they apply to us as well as to every Jew in past and future generations. And nowhere do we find that Rashi felt the need, so to speak, to explain it, to elaborate on it. So this cannot be, this is a few, further argument, that this cannot be the actual objective of Rashi. And other interesting questions. For example, if we look into the Talmud, which seems to be the source for this explanation of Rashi, the Talmud, in referring to these, verse, to these words of the verse, quote, and those that are not here today, says the Talmud, what does this mean? A, the coming generations. I want you to notice the difference. It may sound to be very, very insignificant, but there's a tremendous emphasis here, as we're going to soon explain, that the, the Talmud says the coming generation versus Rashi who said all the generations that will be in the future. And number two says the Talmud, this is a reference to all the converts. All the converts that will convert in the future, they too were now bound by this covenant. However, the question is, number one, Rashi doesn't seem to at all mention anything, anything whatsoever about the converts, which would have been a nice explanation, and that's what Moshe is including, those that are not yet here, because converts are not yet here. They're only coming in the future. They're not even a continuation of this generation. Because every even child understands, at least on a very basic level, level, that when someone converts, it's like you get a brand new soul. It's not something that was a continuance, an involvement, it has a pedigree that you can go back. It starts at that point. So why didn't Rashi say that? But Rashi doesn't say it. So it's obvious from this that perhaps Rashi has a totally different objective here. Rashi is telling us something totally different. And another interesting question, and this already I pointed out, why is it that the Talmud says, quote, the coming generations, whereas Rashi, and we know Rashi is very accurate and very precise with his, ex his expressions, 
Rashi chooses to say the generations that will come, that are to come in the future. What is going on over here? In other words, to summarize all of this, what is Rashi really telling us? What is Rashi's objective here? So the Rebbe explains that Rashi is actually not coming, is not about telling us how this happened, or perhaps why this is possible. That's not what Rashi's objective is. Why? Because that's not a question. For anyone learning the verses, anyone studying in the, in the most basic meaning of the verses, we've had many, many times throughout the Torah that things happen which are quite impossible for even the human mind to wrap itself around it. Miraculous things. But we know that they're possible. We know that they happen. We know that it is true. Why? Because it happens from Hashem. Hashem transcends any limitations, any finite restrictions of time and space. So to us, it's no big deal that Hashem could, that it's possible for Hashem to make a covenant with a future generation. The fact that Moshe is the one speaking and says, quote, I am making it with you, is of no issue. Because Moshe is not speaking on behalf of himself. Moshe actually is speaking as a mouthpiece for Hashem. So when Moshe says, I am making this covenant with you, it's not Moshe who's doing it, it's Hashem who's doing it. If Hashem is making the covenant, we have no problem in understanding how it's possible that Hashem should be able to make a covenant for the future generations or with the future generations, even though they are not physically present at the, at the moment. That's not a problem, because we know that Hashem can do anything, and He can do everything. And therefore, that's not what Rashi is about, is out to explain. What Rashi is trying to point out, what Rashi is attempting to explain to us, is exactly what happened here. In what manner did this place take place? How was this covenant made? And that's what Rashi says, and that's why he emphasizes by saying, in the generations that are to come in the future. Meaning, that all those that will be in the future, they too were there present. And I'll explain. You see, the, the verse makes a very powerful parallel. Moshe says, not only those that are present here today, but also those that are not here today. Meaning not only those you see as you look around, souls in bodies, not only the bodies, the living bodies you see around you, but also those that you cannot see that, so to speak, their bodies are not there. This tells us that their emphasis is on the parallel, that they're both equally in this covenant. You see, Rashi had no choice. Rashi has to tell us that this covenant was made with all the generations that are going to come in the future. Meaning that, so to speak, they were there just like those who are standing there present right now. Nishamot bigufim, souls in bodies, meaning living people. Not just the souls, not just the theoretical beings, but they were actually as if they were physically present. Because otherwise, the wording, the verbiage in the verse doesn't make sense. Because it makes a very clear parallel. It brings together those that are here, those that are not there. If it was done in any other manner, 
then it wouldn't be the same. Then it would be like a dual covenant taking place at once. One with the people who are there, that's one manner, and one with the people that are not there, that's another type of covenant that's being made. And this is why Rashi made it a point to not quote directly from the Talmud and say the coming generations. Because if you think about it, what is the idea? What is really behind this, this, the, the, these words, the coming generation? The coming generation means that they come as a result of this generation here, which implies that the generation that's here and present right now has this type of covenant. The other ones are coming as a result of not themselves, but the generation that's standing here and now. You hear the word coming, the coming generation. They come as a result, which is like a continuance. Like we said before, the concept as the child is considered to be, quote, like the foot of the father, meaning the foot of the parent, meaning a continuation of parent. And the next generation is another continuation of that parent, and so on and so forth. That's not what's meant here. And that's why Rashi uses the, the term, and those generations that will be in the future. That means their actual people that will be in the future will actually here now. And this again, just to re just 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 to, to reemphasize, Rashi derives from the fact that Moshe said the words, quote, those that are here today and those that are not here today. He put them both parallel. And that's why Rashi was compelled to explain it in this manner. So to summarize again, what Rashi is telling us is, if I have to say it in plain, simple words, that not only did this covenant take place with the people who were physically standing there and could see each other, but like Hashem brought all the future generations together, yes, every single Jew that will ever live came there. Now, how that looked like, what it looked like, I don't know because I wasn't here and I don't have the ability to think in those terms. But that's what the verse is telling us. We may not have a visual and know what it looks like, but the verse is telling us that this is what took place, that everyone was as if physically present there and therefore equally took upon themselves this covenant, equally meaning those who were there were able to say yay and those who were souls and bodies in a slightly different form, but they were present. That's what Rashi is trying to tell us. And that also explains why he didn't say converts. Because this is not a distinction. Converts would be a distinction saying those that are not here today are not a continuance of the ones that are here today. No. The converts, like you, like me, any convert that will be in the future, a soul in body, from that moment on that they convert and become that full-fledged Jew, they too were there at the time of the covenant says the Rebbe, this gives us a phenomenal lesson and a phenomenal directive for every single Jew in any single time. You see, as Jews, we're always the minority. We're always the smallest in population. And therefore, perhaps a Jew can sometimes feel down, feel insignificant, and feel like, you know, how can I ever get this done? How can I ever make an impact on my surroundings, on the world around me, I'm just but nobody. I'm powerless. I'm just, just a small, tiny force against the big mass masses, against the big forces that are out there. If we think about this, when a Jew is connected to Hashem, when a Jew connects to Hashem himself, who is limitless, 
the Jew, through, of course, Torah and mitzvot, connects to Hashem, and thus, through that, becomes connected to all generations of Jews. Once you plug into this covenant, you become connected to all those present. Now, your power is not just qualitative, it's quantitative. It's as if we are connected to the millions, to the hundreds of millions of Jews who ever lived in the past and will live in the future and together will arise at the resurrection of the dead. So this is a very, very powerful lesson. True, if we just look physically around us, we see but a couple of Jews, a handful. You can count them. But when we think about it, we think in terms of this verse, of this covenant, we are hundreds of millions strong. And this is always read right before Rosh Hashanah. Because in the power of coming together, we have this special, tremendous affirmation of our power, of our oneness. And this brings us to the blessing of a Shana Tova, of a good sweet year, that we all be inscribed and sealed for a good, successful, happy year.